Hallelujah. The blessing is upon us. Now, why do you think it's very hard for us to remember that when we go through difficulties, such as the times that we live in today in which there are so many challenges that face us? Why do you think we may be more inclined to determine who we are based on our circumstances and not on who God says we are? Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit today as we readjust our focus. Somebody say, readjust your focus. We are indeed blessed. Now, some of you may recall I taught a series in 2019 entitled Blessed, Broken, and Given. And one of the things that we discovered at that time is that this word blessed is tossed around quite a bit and used maybe a little bit loosely. In fact, if you were to go on Instagram and look up the hashtag blessed, you would find the word 123 million times. Wow, that's quite a bit, isn't it? And then I think that what you would find fascinating is that that hashtag is used to describe everything from maybe a very um, exquisite handcrafted cup of a cafe latte to maybe some really cool vacations and some interesting recreational vehicles. But we know that those things can sometimes be the product of a blessing, but that is not indeed what God means when he says that we are blessed. So let's look at the word of God and let's see what does God mean when he says we are blessed. So to do that, we need to go back to the beginning. We need to go back to when the first mention of the word occurs. And so many of you know that that's going to be found in the book of Genesis. So let's turn there briefly. I'm going to read you Genesis chapter 1 verses 27 and 28 in the English Standard Version. Are you ready? It reads, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Somebody type, I just took a DNA test and it turns out I'm made in the image of God. That's right. We are made in the image of God. And I think that that is something that we have to return to as a central focus point when we have to remind ourselves that we are indeed blessed. And if we don't understand that, then it begins to provide the foundation for great misunderstanding of who we are and what we are to embrace and to receive. And so we have to have as a, a core foundation as believers, um, the understanding that we are blessed and that everyone is created in the image of God. 
Everyone is irreplaceable and everyone is invaluable. Let's think about that for just a second. Think about how different our world would be if we all had that same core belief. Can you think of some things that might be different? Can you think of some um, conflict that wouldn't exist? If we all came from that same central understanding that God created us and he created us in his image, hmm. And if we were not just hearers of that word, but if we were doers also, can you imagine the difference that would make in this world? And so even though we live in a divisive culture, and even though we live in a very divisive time, on top of that, we as believers, as the body of Christ, as Excel Church, cannot afford to forget that fundamental fact. You are the image of God. Somebody say, I am the image of God. Now, having that understood, let's revisit the Hebrew meaning of blessing. Now, first we start with the verb bless, and that is to give or receive an inheritance. And typically that might involve an inheritance of land, uh, an inheritance of uh, family, um, houses, um, even natural resources of value. But then we also need to look at the noun blessing, and that is an inheritance, a gift, or a tangible benefit, um, abundant in numbers usually, and an inheritance from God. And so you remember when we talked about this, if you were with me during our Blessed, Broken, and Given series, I even went so far as to show you the pictographic form of those words in the Hebrew language. I'd like to try to show them to you again. Now, it is Barak, the B meaning the house, the tent, and the family, um, the R, the head of man, and the K being the open palm of one's hand. And then when you want to move to blessing, you add the H. And then it becomes the man with his hands raised, symbolizing life and something that you can see and touch. And so we describe blessings also being land, uh, food, animals, water, uh, people, uh, a home, or any substance from a natural resource. And we also then became acquainted with the reality that as believers, as the body of Christ, we also inherit the kingdom of God. Amen? And so we are the future heirs of the kingdom of heaven that is to come to earth at his return. And because of that, we recognize that um, because the derivative definition of blessing um, is also to release favor and benefit that we have certain, certain benefits as his children. Now, let's kind of review these for those of you who are joining us and who have never heard this teaching. I really encourage you to grab a hold of this as I give you these 10 benefits as well. Now, here's what I challenge you to do if you've um, heard me teach this previously. I challenge you to now activate what you've been taught. 
we have to move from just hearing the word and then storing it away to hearing the word and applying it so that we can see victory in our lives. And I think that breakdown for us is where we sometimes run into issues in terms of knowing God's word, being able to recite God's word, but then having the difficulty when it comes time to take what we know that God has already shown us and revealed to us and apply it to our lives. That's where we're going to see real victory. That's what's going to cause us to excel. So let's do that this morning. And then if you grab hold to one of these promises for you, for your family and your household, I want you to type it in the comment or the chat also. So let's take number one. Number one, the favor of God produces supernatural increase and promotion. Supernatural increase and promotion. This is key because sometimes we begin to get focused on what we see in the natural. Our TVs are tuned to the news outlets and we're bombarded with what we see in the natural. And so when we begin to return to the definition of blessed and we begin to understand that because we are receiving an inheritance from God, supernatural increase and in promotion belongs to us. And so we can't claim something that we don't acknowledge exists, amen? And so we have to acknowledge and recall and recite and type in our comments that we receive the supernatural increase and in promotion that can only come from God. Number two, it produces restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from us. Hold on to that because see, once we understand that the blessing of God brings the favor of God and that it produces restoration, it helps us to be able to handle with flu the fluidness in which we see things move in and out of our life. If we don't have the right mindset, when we lose something, we lose our minds. If we don't have the right understanding of who we are, see, here's the thing that you want to keep in mind. I, I think I had heard someone say this before. Um, they were a millionaire and I think they lost something. But the thing that they kept a hold of was that they knew how to rebuild because they still had the same skills. They still had the same connections. They still had the same tools. And so even though they may have lost everything, they knew how to get it back. See, when we begin to understand that things that we see come and go are temporary, but instead recognize that we are in a state of being blessed, that did not change. I'm still blessed, rather something that I was expecting to hold on to comes or goes in and out of my life or not. So whether that relationship ended or whether my ownership of this particular piece of property changed, I am still blessed. Who I am is not defined by what I own and what I have. And when I begin to remember that, and I begin to remember that because I am blessed and because the favor of God is upon my life, even if something I have escapes me, God is able, somebody say God is able to return that to me and he is able to do it and he is able to restore everything that I have lost. Somebody say everything. 
that I have lost. So I need that to be something that we hold on to this morning. Has anybody in this period of transition and this period of difficulty that our nation is facing, that the globe is actually facing, maybe you lay awake at night with concerns and thoughts of if I lose this or if this gets taken or if this gets repossessed or this happens, I need you to remember you are blessed and anything that you lose, anything that the enemy tries to take from you, your God is able to restore it. Number three, the benefits of the favor of God produces honor and respect, even from our adversaries. Now, this is something that as we begin to understand, God does that. We don't have to get in our flesh. We don't have to demand it. We don't have to require it by force. But we have to understand that as we walk upright, as we continue to live um, with our attention on being pleasing to God, God reverses the tables. God begins to make your enemy your footstool and he produces honor and respect even from our adversaries. So you don't have to go into work and get anybody told. You don't have to be insubordinate and, and go back and forth with your supervisors. You just do what God is calling you to do. And I don't know who this is for this morning, but God says, I produce that. Trust me. Number four, produces increased assets, especially in the area of real estate. Now, this is something that I really had to grab a hold of because there was a season in my life where I didn't know what God had in store for me. I grew up my uh, most of my childhood and I lived in an apartment complex. And so um, as I began to become an adult, my first move was in an apartment complex as well. And I believed God that I could receive whatever he had for me, even if no one else in my family had ever done that. I knew that God was able. And so he began to change the mindset first so that I could see myself as the lender and not the borrower, as the, the owner and not the renter, as the head and not the tail. And as I began to see something extra, something additional for myself, he positioned me to be able to receive what I believed. But I am challenging you in spite of what you see happening in the natural, that you would continue to believe that God produces. God, in the midst of all of this uh, trial and in the midst of all this instability, there may be houses that come up on the market that are at prices that never before you would have been able to access. But because of what looked like was for your harm, God can turn that situation around and it can be for your good. You could go from renting from your landlord to your landlord saying, I am just so tired of being um, a landlord. I don't want to own this house anymore. I want to give you this house and then you make these payments. And instead of them being rent payments, this is going to be a payment on your ownership so I can get rid of the responsibility of owning this home. But again, we got to believe it. We got to claim it. If you claim that for yourself, go ahead and put that in the comment or the chat that the favor of God produces increased assets, especially in the area of real estate. Now, number five, it produces great victories in the midst of great impossibilities. It produces great victories, even in the midst of great impossibilities. One of the things that we have been sharing as we 
are having our Wednesday well checks, which we invite anyone who is available on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to join us, is that we have been noticing a trend as believers that in the midst of great impossibilities, in the midst of great turmoil, where there are reported um, losses for our, our entire globe, we're seeing gains in the body of Christ. And that is the favor of God. That is the benefit of blessing. When God blesses you, you are able to see things that other people cannot see. You see potential where other people see problems. You see opportunity where other people see obstacles. So again, as we remember what we've already been taught, thinking back to some of the, the lessons and the sermons that we um, were able to receive from God at the beginning of the year when we talked about 2020 vision and we talked about learning how to see things with God's sight and not with our natural eyesight, but to see things the way that God sees things. As we begin to do that, we will see that we will receive great victories. But one of the things I must caution you that oftentimes we do not win the battle because we quit because we don't think we can win. Many of us don't like to lose. And so if we are in a battle and it looks like a losing battle, we will throw up the flag before God can even give us the victory. And so I challenge you on this morning to receive it, to type it, to comment it, that it produces great victories, even in the midst of impossibilities. Now, number six, causes us to be recognized for our diligence and integrity, even when it seems we are least likely to be noticed. Not for our glory, but for his. Let's say that again. Causes us to be recognized for our diligence and our integrity. I want to pause there for a moment because this is something that must encourage us. What we do as believers, it sometimes feels like it's overkill. It sometimes feels like uh, we're going above board. We're going above and beyond because in the world that we're in, we don't see people having that same commitment to excellence having that same commitment to integrity. And so sometimes if we're not careful, we can begin to lower our standards. Somebody might know a little bit about that this morning. Sometimes if we're not careful and we begin to um, associate ourselves and, and lower our standards based off of what we see around us, then we begin to escape receiving the blessing of God because when we follow God and when we want to receive what he has for us, our standard is not what their standard is. Whatever they're doing, that's not what we're doing. I sometimes I have to remind my children of that. You may have those type of rules for your house. It matters not what Johnny and Susie are doing. You don't live with Johnny and Susie. You live with me. These are my rules. These are my standards. And when you stay within that provision, you are able to receive what God has in store for you. And so reminding ourselves that, okay, I'm being diligent. I'm operating with integrity, not because the world is going to value that and reward me, not because the people around me, not because the people in my household, not because the people on my job, not because the people that I know are going to applaud me for that. But I do that because I'm a child of God. 
And there's a certain standard in which I must carry myself. And as I do that, my heavenly father sees and rewards me. Amen. And so even when it seems like we're least likely to be noticed, I, can, I'm, I am pressed for time, but you know that's a whole nother sermon I can preach. And, and really what comes to mind very quickly is David. Even when you're least likely to be noticed, even when you're out in the field tending to the sheep and they're giving out blessings and you're not even in the place, God will cause them, hallelujah, as he did Samuel, to be like, no, 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 you, it's another one. They're not even here. You're not even present. You're not even in the boardroom. You're not even in the courtroom. You're not even at work that day. But because of the favor of God upon your life, they still have to give it to you. They still have to, come on somebody. I know that you are receiving what the Lord is speaking because the words I speak to you this morning are the words the Lord asked me to give to you. And so number seven, produces prominence and preferential treatment because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. That's what the favor of God does. It produces preferential treatment. Somebody once said favor wasn't fair and I've learned to correct myself. Favor is fair because it's God's divine determination that it's your time. It's your time. It's your time. So it matters not if the whole world is in crisis when God says it's your time because you've been faithful, because you've stayed on your post, because you did not allow the times or the circumstances or your environment to determine what you would do for God. You said, God, I'm going to serve you whether I serve you from my house or whether I serve you from the church. You get, you said, God, I'm going to continue to live with integrity, whether there's a whole room watching me or whether nobody else can see me. You've made that determination as a believer. Can I get a witness this morning that you are going to live for Christ? You said, I am sold out for you, God. You said, I am fully committed and you met that. And your commitment was not determined upon man. It wasn't determined upon your pastor. It wasn't determined upon your, your supervisor. It was determined upon your love for him. And so as a result of that, be not surprised when God has something specific and special for you. You've been specific and special in your love for him. So be ready to receive it. Be not surprised at what God is getting ready to do to those who continue to believe him. Can I get a witness? All right. Now, number eight, as a result of that, it causes petitions and special requests to be granted to us, even by ungodly people. When you make the request, even though, and this is why we have to raise our level of faith and our level of belief. When you make the request, even though 10 other people may have gone before you and the answer may have been no, when you make the request because the favor of God is upon your life, you receive the yes. You have special permission. You have special access. God is doing something special in your life right now. And I need you, if you believe and receive that for your life, to type that in the comments. That God causes petitions and special requests to be granted to us. Number nine, he causes policies, rules, and regulations and laws to be changed and reversed to our advantage. You've got to get to the place where you just believe God in spite of what it looks like. 
Because God has the ability that even after they said no, because this law was in place or because this regulation required it, God has the ability that you'll look up and that law has changed. You'll look up and that regulation has been reversed. It was interesting because something as simple as a, um, a membership that I had to a, um, a gym and I was bringing to their attention how, um, since it was a city owned facility, how um, much of a concern it was for me that they would continue to charge our membership fees when the facility had been closed to us and they know that we could not access it. And so I simply shared with them, I said, you know, there's no problem. I, you know, I'm, I have an obligation to do what I said. So I signed the contract and I will pay. Um, but I want you to consider the hardship that that could place on families that you are charging them for services that you know you can't provide to them. Um, and I left it alone. And the next thing I know, there was an email that came out letting us know, hey, listen, it was too late to do anything about this one because the, the draft had already been um, set in motion. But you know, until this is over, until we open back up, we won't be, re we won't be charging your accounts any further uh, for your memberships until we know that we're open and we can provide you the service. The favor of God does that. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to share with you what is right and trust that my father is able to cause those things to come to pass. Amen. And then last but not least, it, number 10, it causes victories and battles that we won't even have to fight. Sort of similar to what I was saying a moment ago. For God will fight our battles for us. Can we just really just, let's type that, but then let's just really take that in for a moment. God will fight the battle for us. That will give us a sense of release. Not to be ugly, not to be unnecessarily combative, not to be vindictive not to be vengeful, God will fight the battle for you. So there's no need to do any of that. If we know this, if we not only know it, but then we apply it, it is going to impact our actions. And we're going to be able to live in a certain peace because we know that God has our back. Somebody type, God's got you. God has got you. But you have got to believe it and you've got to believe that you are blessed and that these are some of the blessings that God has for you. It's not all material things. It's not a cup of coffee. It's not a, a luxurious vacation. It's knowing that he is watching over us. He's covering us. He's protecting us. He's working even when it seems like nothing is happening. He is reversing rules on your behalf. He is changing legislation on your behalf. He's changing determinations on your behalf. He's changing the hearts of men on your behalf. He's causing things to happen that seem impossible on your behalf. He's fighting battles that you could never fight in the natural, in the supernatural on your behalf. Somebody say, that means I am blessed. Hashtag blessed that, amen? And so if we know that, if we recognize that we have these benefits because we are blessed, how much more can we be a blessing to others? 
Now we can start speaking to people. <laughs> Amen. Because we don't have to walk around with our sword trying to cut them down because we know what you know what? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And all that you're doing, God sees that. God's going to handle that. I, I feel that for some mother out there who is at her wit's end thinking about the things that her, her child's father is doing, or I'm even thinking about these men that, that have their children and they're just, they're, they're in turmoil because they, they, there are certain things that they want to do for their child. I even think about Mother's Day and Father's Day and the grief that that brings some people because of the family dynamic. I'm believing you, I'm believing God for you this morning that again, we're, we're beyond blessings that are only temporary that can be seen with the natural eye. We're believing God that the blessings that he has for us are, are pertaining to the things that only God can do. Only God can fix those relationships. Only God can bring harmony where it seems like there's never going to be anything but friction. Only God can speak to a man's heart. He can make, as we said last week, the scales fall from their eyes. Someone that you've been arguing with for years, going back and forth. God can speak to that person's heart and they can come to you today and say, you know what? I'm tired of arguing with you. You can have it. That's what our God can do. And that's what it really means when we are claiming and declaring we are blessed. Somebody just put in the comments, we are blessed. And so there's so much more that we're going to get to. Obviously, this is not the totality of being blessed. And that's why this is a three-week sermon um, series. So I am inviting you to join us each week as we delve a little bit more into what these blessings mean. Because we are double blessings. And we'll get into that. And you'll understand that a little bit more as we continue throughout the series. But thank you for joining us this morning. And we know that God is going to begin to reveal some things and to show you some things as you begin to trust him enough to act on and not just be hearers, but to also do what the word is instructing you to do. So if you received that this morning, just type amen in the comments. We have a few more things for you before you leave us today, but I am encouraging you if you have the ability to join us on Wednesday, to come on Wednesday where we're going to be able to um, really see where we are and make sure that we can spiritually support one, one another in fellowship. And then next Sunday, make, so, make sure you are with us. You know you can join us on Facebook or YouTube and you can receive the rest of what God is going to download into our spirits about being blessed. So thanks again. I'm so grateful that God chose to let me speak into your life this morning. And I promise you, the word that he had is a word for you. So you don't have to worry. Was this for somebody else? If you tuned in today, I can assure you, God is speaking to you. Receive the word of the Lord.